What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm okay Davis here with you. I'm not sad that football is over. I enjoyed it. It was a great final game in Las Vegas. I am looking forward to the start of the, well, kind of like the second half of the NBA season, even with that atrocious All-Star weekend that I didn't really enjoy. I don't know who does, but hey, when you live in the moment, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are like, this was cool. So I'm not going to denigrate it too much. I'm also, the start of the football, end of the football season means the start of baseball. And I'm excited to see, you know, the news start to trickle in. Spring training games are fun. We'll talk about that. MLS season started. Messi played in his first game. And I was like, whoa, already? I don't know. See, like February might be a little too early for MLS. English Premier League. Pass a halfway point as well. Just hoping Chelsea stays in the top 10. College football. Almost March Madness. Talk a little bit about that. The parody. College football. I mean, man, can we get more court storming by... Not just upsetting number ones, but we're like storming the court, upsetting number 17s, number 25s. Come on, y'all. Act like you've been there before. It's not that big a deal. I'm going to start with Major League Baseball. I didn't talk about it in the last pod, but I'm excited about the sale of the Orioles. And not because I have anything against the Angeloses. We've had some good years. We've had some bad years. You know, you remember they won 101 games last year. Best record, best team in... The American League, and let me tell you something. Who was the owner then? Yep, it was the Angelosis. Don't get it twisted and, and act like, oh, yeah. You know, all teams go through this. You win some games, you lose some games, trying to get draft picks, farm system. I'm cool with that. I have enjoyed the past couple of years of seeing the Orioles rise, the young players that you can get behind. That's exciting. Yeah, probably in, what, three years they're going to have to figure out how to um, pay these players the, the, you know, $300, $400 million contracts. I'm enjoying it while we can. And I'm also going to enjoy the fact that, yeah, David Rubenstein is going to be buying the Orioles. And maybe now, as you saw this offseason, they're going to sign a pitcher or two that they need to shore up their rotation and their bullpen. Right? They know they're on the precipice of really being able to do something and maybe even win the World Series. So, I am not going to be an anti-Angelos. I'm just not. I thought the sale was on the lower end, so that surprised me. That surprised me a lot. Cal Ripken is a part of this new group that bought the Orioles. So that's also another level of excitement for... Orioles fans out there, as I am one of them. But I also think that it changed the trajectory of the Nationals on two accounts. One, the new owner, when the official sale is done, he used to be part of the group that was going to buy the Nationals. And now there are reports that the learners are no longer going to sell the Nationals. Why? Because I think when you think of the team up the road that sold for a lot less than probably they thought they would get for Washington, now they've got to rethink, are we ready to sell? 
I hope on the other side that they're saying, hey, maybe let's not sell because we see what's going on in Baltimore. And maybe, and it happened in Washington, right? It took some time. They were a bad team when they were first in Nationals, but you tell me if I'm wrong, and I know I'm not wrong, how much as a Nationals fan you enjoyed that pennant in 2019. It was great. It was beautiful. It was magical. And hopefully now the learners are like, well, hey, let's stay the course here and see if we can be the Orioles in three to four years. That's a possibility. That's a strong possibility. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm good with it. I'm good with the Orioles being good. I'm good with the Nationals being bad. If it means they're going to be good in three to four years. Now, this whole Masson thing, look, if you're the Angelo says, yeah, you want to make as much money as you can. I can't help it that Major League Baseball couldn't work that out. There's still a bad TV deal for the Nats. Learners knew what they were getting into. I'm sure they're doing just fine. So we can stop that as well. Yeah, I think so. Now, when I think of Major League Baseball and spring training and I've got some games on my own earmarked, didn't buy the tickets yet, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for baseball. It's not much news, you know, pretty much I'm following Shohei Otani. There's no doubt about that. But when the top story is that players don't like see-through pants, oh boy. I mean, they just got to go back to the old pants. That's what it is. But when that's the conversation... I'm just wondering how it gets to this point. I mean, these are Nike pants or design pants, I guess, but sold by fanatics, something like that. And they like the lighter feel, but they seem to be see-through. That can't be good. But the weird thing is I don't understand how this made it all the way through testing, right? Doesn't it like make you say like, I don't understand, like when they were wearing the pants, just looking at them back at Nike or Fanatics, they didn't say, oh, these are see-through. I mean, I just don't understand how this gets to this level that now Major League Baseball players are wearing them. And then that's the story. That just simply should not be the story. It's too early that I'm not quite ready to do predictions for like where I think the teams, who's going to win what. But if you were like, hey, you got to make a decision right now, I think it's going to be Orioles and Dodgers. Dodgers win the World Series. That's my pick. 
I know one pick is a homer pick, but it's a legitimate homer pick. The Orioles are a team to be reckoned with. And that's my pick. So I'm looking forward to it. Of course, I'm going to see my Nats. The teams I want to see, the Nationals, the Orioles, and the Dodgers. Me and at least one of my sons are going to go to a game. Maybe it'll be a family thing. But I'm looking forward to it. And I know April is some time away. I actually bought tickets to MLS game. And it's not an Inter-Miami one. Although I know I'm supposed to be getting tickets to a Inter-Miami game. I got to figure it out. One. Look, now I'm going off track talking about MLS. I don't want to be in the same boat as the people in Asia who bought all these ridiculous tickets to see Messi and then he's not playing. So I don't want to pay that kind of money. I am, this is the one time where I'm like, okay, I may wait day of game and see if they're, you know, because I know they play DC United and that's kind of the only team that obviously I root for and see if maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll try to see if we can find tickets after the game starts and we know Messi is playing. I don't know. We'll figure out something. But I'm not buying two, three hundred, four hundred dollar tickets and there's no guarantee he's going to see the field. Nope, not doing it. And I think that's a big problem. I think it's a bigger problem for soccer than it is as an issue for basketball. Because I think it happens all too often. Well, I shouldn't say all too often. Maybe that's not fair, but it's just just not a good look when that happens. But injuries play a role in that as well, and we have to accept that. All right, see, now I I got off topic. But for baseball, those are the three teams I want to see, and I'm just trying to figure out when and where I will see them. That's the next step. That's the next step for me. But. It's fun. I mean, especially because, you know, when spring starts and you're like, yep, it's, well, excuse me, spring training starts. And you're like, yes, we're getting closer to spring. So you're happy about it. What I'm not happy about is college basketball. There is a part of me that, yes, I like the upsets. But by the time we got to the final four last year, it's like, yeah. You want the top teams to get to the final four. And that parity, the number of upsets, as I'm recording this on Thursday, last night, there were what, three upsets? Right? Uh, And and I know that Creighton over UConn wasn't an upset. Maybe that was on Tuesday because Creighton is 15, but they won. Then Kentucky lost to LSU. You got Angel Reese storming the court. You got George Mason with a big win over Dayton. Like this storm in the court, and they're not even like top five teams. Then again, yes, I was excited when Pitt upset Duke in Cameron Indoor. Like there is real parity in college basketball. And I like it. I do like it. But I can't help the fact that, man, uh, Purdue got upset too. 
I just simply don't like it when we get to the tournament. And I mean, yeah, it was fun for the George Mason run, but I don't know if I want that every year. And I also feel like there are teams that like, you you know, okay, I noticed all this talk about, oh, Caitlin Clark, she's all-time leading scorer in women's basketball, and like she's more popular than college basketball. Uh, I don't know. Slow your roll a little bit. I get the excitement in it. I do. But I also feel like the flip side is when you look at who the top teams are in men's basketball, UConn, at one, is like, okay, we know that UConn has been there for a while. It's no longer the Big East, so to me it's a little different. Houston? Who's Houston? I know Purdue and Edie. Then you got Arizona, who used to be there a little bit. Tennessee, and they've been there of late. But then you got Iowa State, Marquette. Then you go down to eight, where you get Duke and Kansas and UNC. Then you go to Baylor and Illinois and Alabama and Auburn and then Creighton and Dayton. SMC, SDSU, South Carolina. It's kind of like, yeah. There are a lot of teams in there and I'm just kind of like, all right. Yeah, okay, I'll admit it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know who's who the same way. I don't, but when it comes tournament time, which we are on the cusp of March Madness, and I am excited about it, and the fact that I love that it isn't just March Madness, you get those tournaments at ACC, SEC, Pac-2, Big 12, Big 10, that's going to be fun too, leading up to Selection Sunday, and then the tournament. I am really, really excited about it. And the flip side is I'm talking, I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm excited about it. But then when we get to Elite Eight, Final Four, let's get the let's get the teams we we I don't know. That's not fair to say we know should be there. If they're ranked, they're ranked, I guess. It just takes away from the luster a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit for me. Just a little bit for me. And I know the luster is gone from sports, period. No more NFL. I watched the Super Bowl. Liked it. Um, Loved the overtime. I mean, I was supposed to be working that night. And I was trying to work. And I know what I probably could have gotten done in 15 minutes took me an hour because I was so glued to the game. Usher at halftime, it was all right. Not one of the best. I actually was hoping, which I know is ridiculous, that like Beyonce and Taylor Swift came out there for a song. They were both in their own boxes. That kind of would have been exciting. Something to be like, oh, snap, were you watching when this happened? There was nothing about the Usher performance that really, not even, I mean, Alicia Keys was like, okay. But her time was kind of short. I like the roller skates. But now that the NFL season is done, 
Eh, I had a little bit of withdrawal, but it's like, no, nah, I'm good. There are a lot of other sports to watch. I've been watching a little more EPL lately. I don't know if I'm going to get into MLS on Apple TV. We'll see. We'll see. But that that game just snuck up on me. It snuck up on me. What snuck up on me this week in terms of I have been meaning to record a pod on Monday, and it's all good. NBA season starting again. You know, it's kind of like the... It was kind of like the... Um, the... I don't know. I'm moving on. I, I, I had in my head of what I wanted to say, but I'm off. I just don't have it. The All-Star break just wasn't really exciting. It's become, to me, too gimmicky. Too many contests. I'm not interested in Friday night at all. Now, I know I used to work it. I used to have to be there. You know, we get in Wednesday night and we be going, you know, at least 14, 15 hour days until we left on Sunday. It was a lot of work. And when you had a player there from the Wizards, we would be there. There's no player from the Wizards this year. Uh, uh, Koulibaly was there, actually. Excuse me. So he was there. I'm not watching Rising Stars. I can't get into it. Saturday night, I watched it because my brothers were there with me. We had a very... Um, it was an emotional time clearing out my dad's place. Um, his furniture went to a good home. I'm happy about that. So, yeah, that was something that we did watching it together. Eh. The skills challenge, it was okay. Three-point contest was good. Had some drama. A little long. I didn't like the gimmick of Steph versus Sabrina really at all. I know I tweeted about the fact that the the basketball that Sabrina was playing with, the WNBA ball is smaller than the NBA ball. And yet they also had Sabrina shooting from the NBA three-point line. Like none of it to me made sense. It's just a dumb gimmick. That's how I felt about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. And the slam dunk contest. John Wall, which I was there, which was great, in New Orleans, was the last all-star to also participate in a dunk contest, if I remember. And I'm doing that off of my own memory. And actually, I think I first tweeted that it was Paul George in 2013. I was like, nope, it was John Wall in 2014. But, yeah, okay, it was good that Jalen Brown was there. I just don't want to see Mac McClung. I want to see the best of the best NBA players playing basketball. That's it. I don't need to see G League 
stars. If they're in the league, then they can be in a dunk contest. They're not in the league, don't put them in a dunk contest. Why? Because you need to have some kind of, it should be a sacred weekend. It is a special fraternity for NBA players. That's it. And I feel like the only reason why you're doing this is because you can't even get NBA players to participate. You can't get NBA players to really participate in your own contest. And that's a sad thing for the league. And the funny thing is I did watch the Pro Bowl and the um, and their little skills thing for the NFL. And they do flag football now, which was really confusing because it was like a bunch of con- – it was like half game, half contest. Like all of these gimmicks, I don't get it. Just play the game. Now – I did protest the dunk contest. I was like, no, I want to see the bet. You know what I'm saying? We got to go back all the way to like Jordan and Dominique to when you had real like all NBA stars competing against each other, showing everybody their dunks. I mean, come on. Yeah, I was kind of like not forced, but yeah, I saw the highlights. Oh, Mac McClung dunked over Shaq. Okay, how many times have we seen somebody get a ball from somebody else and dunk over them? Now, can I do that? No. I could do it on my little little tykes hoop that my son has. I can do that all day. Can I do it like them? No. So I'll give you that. Maybe you're going to rip me for that. I just want to see the NBA players do it. And I want more creativity. I miss some of the creativity. I mean, heck, let's face it. Y'all were destroying Jalen Brown because he did a similar thing over somebody who was 5'3", but it was like, oh, he shot over, he jumped over Shaq. Whoa. Then Shaq had to be like, he didn't push off, he didn't push off. Okay, whatever. It just wasn't exciting. And then Sunday night, 200-plus points scored by, by the East over the West. Tyrese Halliburton, you could see him trying to ask um, Nikola Jokic to give him the ball so maybe he could tie Dame Lillard for 39 points so he could get the MVP instead of Dame Lillard. I saw it. I knew that's what he was doing. They gave him the ball a few times towards the end, and he just couldn't score more points than Dame Lillard. And then Cat gets a 50 spot. It was cool. You want to see offense? I noticed all the oh game was boring. There was no defense, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they can at least play defense in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's crazy. The kind of shots they make, the dunk dunks they make. Let me ask you a question. What do you go to an NBA game for? Do you go to an NBA a regular season NBA game to see defense? No, you don't. No one in their right mind goes to a regular season NBA game to watch a defensive struggle, a defensive masterpiece. You go to see points scored. You want dunks. You want three-pointers. You want highlight reel. So what is the problem with the All-Star game if you don't want to watch a highlight reel? And that's all it is. The best of the best doing the wildest plays that they can. Did I watch the whole thing? No. 
But I'm good with it. I don't know what's wrong with you that you're like, yo, I don't watch. Why wouldn't you watch? It's the best of the best doing exactly what you go to an NBA game for. To watch them dunk, shoot threes from the logo, all of that. And that's all you get for four quarters. Stop it with this, oh, they need to play more defense. Kobe would never let this happen. What are they doing in the fourth quarter? Okay, fine. The NBA has a problem trying to figure out how to incentivize winning. I'll give you that. But what I won't give you is that the game is bad. It's exactly what you want to see. Scoring. It's exactly what you want to see. So stop with that. When they got to 200, I was excited. I was like, wow, that's history. That's neat. You're seeing the best of the best. Just enjoy the daggone game. I was there in person. I know, especially when you think about the future generations that'll be NBA fans. I know my son would have loved it. He never would have sat there and been like, oh, wait, uh, I don't understand. Why are they scoring all the time? They just would. I bet if you just just show videos of kids enjoying it, not the people sitting courtside who are jaded and who spent a thousand dollars and just want to be seen. I feel like, why don't you just put little kids there and not NBA players, kids, regular fans courtside. Maybe that'll help spruce up the game. Maybe that'll help spruce up the game. All right, I'm ready for the second half of the season. I hope that you are. I think it's ironic that in the first game back, LeBron James is going to sit out against the Warriors after that debacle of them trying to trade LeBron James to the Warriors or vice versa, right? Golden State was trying to get LeBron. Both teams on their last legs of a dynasty trying to team up like the the superpowers, the Avengers, if you will. And it flopped. I'm not mad. I don't, whatever. They tried it. That's not that big a deal. I'm not going to get over that. I'm not going to think about that. I do have some predictions as I was thinking about the second half. Will the standings as they are right now stay the same? The first thought that came to my mind is I'm not going to necessarily get into playing tournament versus the playoffs. Like this, to me, it's just stupid, right? They're all in the playoffs. Just stop it. But I was looking at what teams that are on the outside that might get in. Brooklyn, disaster. They just fired Jacques Vaughn. I don't see them getting in. I don't see Toronto getting in. I think the team slated right now, 10 through 1 in the Eastern Conference, Atlanta, Chicago, Orlando, Miami, Indianapolis, Philly, New York, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Boston are in. I think they're all in. Do I think a team can slide back down? Philly may slide back down. I tell you what, I know they were trying to do this little thing where they signed. Cal Lowry's coming home. Cal Lowry is not a replacement for Joel Embiid. Uh, I don't even think that's a Band-Aid for Joel Embiid. And I know you weren't necessarily saying that, but okay, they signed Cal Lowry. He, he is a good addition if and when Joel Embiid comes back and they can hold on to a top six seed, which I don't think they will. I think they're going to end up falling into that play-in tournament. That's my feeling. 
I think that if you look at a team like Miami, could maybe sneak in. Orlando has slid a lot after how good they were. Like, ooh, the upstart Orlando. Maybe the young, they're another young team. And now they're fading. Are there posers in real teams? I think the Eastern Conference, there are no posers. I am surprised. If there is a surprise, Cleveland in second place, yes. I think Boston is still the hands-down favorite to win it all. I do. Milwaukee, I know Doc Rivers, 3-7 and seven since he's taken over team. I think it was a mistake. I wish that Dame Lillard and Giannis would just come out and say, yeah, we got Adrian Griffin fired. We didn't want him here. But I think that they didn't have the patience and look, am I going to act like I read all the articles and trying to figure out who said what and what was really going on behind the scenes? No, I didn't do that. I am speaking from on the surface. I just felt like, no, I think it was a mistake. He didn't get a fair shot. That's my feeling. And Doc Rivers, yep, he has been living off of one championship with Boston has not been able to win in Philly or the Clippers, right? I don't know. I just don't know. Because now I feel like what you're having to do is giving, hey, let's be patient with him, but you weren't patient with Adrian Griffith? Come on. Not buying it. Not buying it. I thought that Terry Rozier was a good move for Miami. It's like, ooh, they could do something with that. Now he's hurt. I don't know. Maybe Miami could look at John Wall, who's down there in Miami, because they're going to need it. They're going to need it big time. Western Conference. Biggest surprise to me is Minnesota, of course. If they can hold on to this number one seed, I am going to be so happy for them. I, I love that team. That is not just a young team, right? Ant and Cat. You know, Cat's a little older now. But I'm amazed. 39 and 16? Man, they look good. Can they hold on to that number one seed? I think they can, but I think the difference will be when they get to the playoffs, I don't know if they can actually do that. That's the part I don't know. And no one knows realistically, right? You never know. But if they had to play the Lakers, or Golden State, I think that that pedigree with LeBron, Anthony Davis as NBA champs, obviously Golden State, the dynasty they have, that may be tough for a team like Minnesota. And let's say they're two teams. Let's say that Golden State and LA Lakers are the two bottom teams, and then Oklahoma City has to play one of them too. I think Minnesota and Oklahoma City will not be going to the next round. 
that's what I think would happen. But I'm happy for them. And then I think that would open the door for the Clippers, who I think are a dark horse to win the NBA championship with the addition of James Harden, which I wasn't sure about. But now it's like, whoa, Kawhi Leonard, playoff P, Russell Westbrook, everybody stays healthy. That will be quite interesting. Speaking of healthy, I don't think Phoenix is staying healthy. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, I feel like there's probably a 99% chance that one of them will get hurt either before the playoffs or in the playoffs. And that's the worry for that team. It's not because I want them to not be healthy. I love playoffs where everybody's healthy. But that's the biggest concern for a Phoenix team. New Orleans, I love the young upstart New Orleans with uh, C.J. McCollum as the vet. But you know, I always said, Brandon Ingram, you can't have Kevin Garnett. Excuse me, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant, next best player to me was Brandon Ingram. And with Zion Williamson, if he can stay healthy, maybe they can make some noise. Is there a team I think that could rise up? Or the opposite, a team that falls when you look at uh, Utah on the outside, no. Houston on the outside, no. Memphis, no. I mean, there's talk. They're like, oh, Golden State, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, I think their locker room's in trouble. Klay Thompson's getting benched. I, I don't get it. I don't see it except for to say that maybe they're like, hey, there's too many off. There's too much offense on the floor. I know. I know Clay Thompson has been up and down, but I think it's sad when you bench him. He seems to be going through something. But can Golden State and the Lakers find their way into the top six? Uh, maybe. I doubt it. I think Dallas can, and the, and New Orleans can slip down. And speaking, of, I didn't. Even, I don't know. I almost said Milwaukee. I didn't even talk about Milwaukee and Dame Lillard. And I know I talked about Doc Rivers. But in the end, I just don't think that the Dame Lillard Giannis thing is going to work out in my mind. I mean, shoot, just the controversy alone of how someone reporter asked Damian Lillard, who's your, your top five players of, or top five number one team, whatever. I can't even remember the question. I messed it up. And he didn't even say Giannis. Like, yeah, it's not a good fit. It's just not a good fit. I liked it on paper. It's not a good fit. I don't see it. But I could see Dallas overtaking New Orleans or Phoenix if, if like, health is an issue. Denver's turned it around. They have found a way to turn it around. But I think the team to come out of the West, that's funny. That's not fair because I feel like the Clippers have health problems too. I was going to say the Clippers. I don't see Denver repeating. I was going to say the Clippers. But on on the other hand, maybe they're not going to be healthy. I think, unfortunately, it'd be sad. Nobody's going to want to see Minnesota or Oklahoma City in the playoffs. I mean, in the NBA Finals, which is sad. But I think if you're like, yo, you got to make a pick. I'm going with the Celtics and Clippers to get to the NBA Finals in Boston to win the championship. 
And that's my pick. And I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. I covered a lot. I'm excited for the the season to get back underway tonight in the NBA. I'm struggling my fantasy basketball. I just maybe I'm just not ever going to get it. But I'm enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to spring and baseball too. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jim Okay. Ciao for now.